Psalms chapter number 2. You know this morning God is still as real as ever if you'll let him be. I'm glad that we as children of God do have adversities. Yes, we do. How many here this morning has God spoke to your heart this week? Let me see your hand. All right. How many here this morning has Satan spoke to you this week? How many heard Satan say, you ain't saved? How many heard Satan say, you're a sinner? How many heard Satan say this week, you've come short? (laughs) He's on his job, ain't he? Nobody will know it. Ain't nobody around. Ain't nobody cares no how. Nobody cares what you're doing. Are you there at Psalms chapter number 2? Just hold on a minute. (laughs) I'm trying to follow the Holy Spirit this morning. I tell you, I came with Psalms chapter number 2 and Psalms 26 and 27 on my heart this morning and Psalms 9. But the Holy Ghost has changed it this morning, so I'm just going to follow the Holy Ghost. I preached a message years ago, and it's a strong, hard, mean, cruel message. I won't apologize for it, because it's in the Word of God. And the thought that the Lord has brought back to my memory this morning is, that here in Psalms, David's crying out unto the Lord. But the message that God gave me years ago, and he gave this title to it, What in hell do you want? There's folks in this church sitting here this morning on the road to hell. There's folks listening by the airway that's going to hell this morning. So what is it in hell that you really want? We don't hear hell preached in churches much anymore. The reason is people don't want to get unnerved. They don't want to uh, realize that there really is a hell. They don't want to understand that hell was not a place ever created for man. Hell was a place created for Satan and his angels. One third of heaven went to hell. The angels that followed Satan went to hell. Child, you're sitting here this morning and you're in danger of hell fire because you have not surrendered to God. When I say surrender to God, I'm not talking about coming to church. I'm not talking about sitting on a pew. I'm not talking about being baptized or put your name on the roll. I'm going to ask you one more time. What in hell are you after this morning? Would you like to be in outer darkness? Has anybody ever been in a place where you couldn't even see your own hand? I have. I've been in darkness so dark you couldn't see nothing. You had to feel your way. That's what hell is like. But imagine this. The fire in hell is never quenched. 
I never really understood hellfire until I saw a race. And this man wrecked, and he was running and screaming, and you couldn't see nothing on him. And they doused him with water. That fuel burns so bright and clear, you can't see it. So there's a fire in hell that don't put off no light. Now think about that. So is that what you're after this morning? You're willing to die and go to hell to a place of outer darkness where you won't be able to see nothing. Only thing you can do, the Bible said, is weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. That's a terrible place to wake up. Psalmist said here in chapter number 2, Oh Lord! A lot of the psalms started out with him crying out, Oh Lord! What do you think they're crying out in hell this morning? What do you think they're crying out? The rich man said, Father Abraham! That's the same as saying, Oh Lord! Come to me. I'm in a terrible place this morning. Hell is a terrible place to go, friend. I want to remind you again, it was never created for man. If you go to hell, you're going as an intruder. You're going as one out of place. What do you mean? Well, the Bible said, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Eternal life was given through Christ Jesus to everyone that would receive it. So what in hell are you after this morning? You say, Preacher, I don't want to go to hell. Why are you living such a hellish life? Why are you living outside the boundaries of Jesus? You say, what is the boundaries of Jesus? The Ten Commandments? Honey, there's a whole lot more than the Ten Commandments in the Word of God. But let's just narrow it down to two this morning as Jesus did. Jesus said, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, body, soul, and mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Let me ask you a question. Are you happy with what you are this morning? Are you really happy with what you are? Now think about this. If you're not happy with what you are, where does that leave your neighbor? Because it said, love thy neighbor as thyself. If you can't love yourself, how are you going to love your neighbor? Now think about this this morning. God said, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, body, soul, and mind. Is all your heart put into it this morning? Hello, let me help you this morning. If all your heart was put into it, let's go back to a love letter. Who wants to talk about love letters this morning? I have never forgotten that old boy in Jamaica on the radio down there. He wrote a love letter to his sweetheart. He said, honey, I'm coming to see you. No matter the rain, no matter the hills, no matter the ocean, no matter the length of the breadth. And he went on for 30 minutes telling, hey, 
I'm coming to see you. I love you. I want you. I need you. And then he'd put down P.S. If it don't rain tomorrow, I'll see you. Is that the way we love God? God, I love you, but P.S. I still want to drink. P.S. I still want to do a little smoking that left-handed cigarette. P.S. I still want to run around with a few, uh, uh, you know, concubines. Lord, I, I want to live, I, I mean, I want to please this flesh, but I don't want to go to hell. So I'm going to say I love Jesus. Well, saying it's not enough, friend. Let me ask you, what in hell do you want this morning? That rich man lifted up his eyes in hell, and the Bible said being in torments. Are you with me? Say amen. Now if you read down in chapter number 2 there, you'll see that the kings set up by man on this earth. Now listen, what have you put ahead of God? What have you put ahead of God in your life? What is the God of your life? Whatever the God of your life is, is who you pay tithes to. You know, alcohol costs a lot. I'm going to hurt your feelings. You can hit me out of church if you can stand the consequences. Cigarettes, chewing tobacco, dipping. More people give more money to that than they ever give to the work of God. They give more to self-pleasure. That's what all I... Hey, don't look at me funny. I smoked it, I chewed it, I dipped it, I drunk it. If you could do it, I did it. I've been where you are, and I want to tell you something. It ain't worth going to hell over. It is not worth going to hell over for a few minutes of pleasure with somebody else's lover and somebody else's wife, somebody else's husband, If you're already married, you made a commitment that you would become one flesh and you and you alone would stay together. I give them two options when I marry them. Don't I, sissy? Stay married or stay dead? Sissy asked me one time, she said, I want you to marry me and my husband. I said, you might ought to hurry up. I might be leaving any time. She was afraid I was going to kill myself before I got a chance to marry her, which was a pretty good probability knowing me. I, I, there's always something bleeding or something falling off. Amen. I, I mean, I was in a self-destruct mode, and I found out why. You know, Satan was trying to send me to hell while I was lost, undone without God, without knowing really what hell was all about. Hell is a terrible place for anybody to go. I don't want my worst enemy to go to hell. No, I don't, friend. I want them to go to heaven if they get saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and truly born again, they'll go to heaven. There's no enemies in heaven. There's no hatred in heaven. I heard a, a radio when I first got saved in 1987 and I, 
I still had to work on my temper. I know you all got saved and your temper just flew out and you was just a perfect little angel. I understand. But Dennis had trouble with his temper. And this idiot come on the radio and said, there's going to be a lot of people in heaven that don't want to go there. I thought, what kind of moron is this? He said they got saved when they're little and they're going to heaven whether they like it or not. I said, somebody ought to smack that moron. Listen, you ain't going to go to heaven unless you really want to. How do you know that, preacher? Well, Paul put it this way. He that endureth to the end. Enduring means that it's a hard labor to get it done. Endurance. It's something that you ain't just sitting by the wayside with your little toes turned up, drinking a Mai Tai, waiting on the Heavenly Father to come get you to take you to a heavenly place. Hey, it's a struggle. Why? Because it's flesh that we live in. It wants to satisfy itself. And self-satisfying will send you to hell. You must be born again. I never had no trouble with drinking after I got saved. Never once craved it. Never once craved alcohol. But I tell you one thing. I craved cigarettes, chewing tobacco, dip. I wanted it all at one time, drank coffee, eat peanuts all at the same time. I had it bad. So I know what an addiction is. I know what it is. When the Holy Ghost says, listen, you need to give some things up in your life if you really want to serve God. Is hell worth what you're doing today? Is hell worth, listen to me, a few seconds of pleasure on this side and then you die and you're judged and judgment says, I never knew you. Depart. I never knew you. Oh, but God, my name was on the roll at Charity Mission, Free Will Baptist Church, and the Holy Spirit said, I never knew you. You can put your name on every church roll in this country. It don't mean you're going to heaven. Hell's a terrible place of weeping and wailing. Let me help somebody this morning. Let me give you a picture of hell. Everybody look at me. If you can pack them as tight as you can, Breast to back, back to breast, shoulder to shoulder. They can't even lift their arms up. You want to know why they can't lift their arms up? Because they never lifted them here in praise and they'll never lift them in hell. Hell had to enlarge itself for them to get in. Stuffed in there like sardines. And the Word of God said, weeping and wailing, and gnashing of teeth. Your head is the only thing you can move in hell. Are you listening to me? And you're wanting to bite on somebody that's close to you. Are you listening to me? Why? Because you're in such agony and pain. And the only thing you can move. Do we have any biters in the church? Let me tell you something. You bind me to where I can't move, I'm going to bite you. And these teeth are real. They're not false. They ain't coming out. Hello? Hello? If I can't move, I'm going to bite you. I have in the past, and I may have to in the future. 
I'm going to bite somebody. When I'm in trouble, when I'm hurting, when I'm bound and can't move, I'm going to bite you. Now think about hell. Somebody gnawing on the back of your neck, biting your hair, pulling on it day and night, night and day, 24 hours a day, and you hear the screams, you hear the moans, you hear the begging and the pleading, and there's no relief of no kind in hell because there's never been no relief in hell. Only relief you'll ever get is when you go to an altar and surrender all unto God. I ain't talking about just making a trip. I'm talking about total surrender unto God. When I say total surrender, that means you realize that you are a sinner and there's things in your life that only God can take from you. Philippians 4.13 says, Greater things I can do because Christ is in me. Are you with me? It says this, I can do all things through Christ Jesus, which strengthens me. That means he's got to be in here. If he's not in there, friends, you'll never overcome it. I don't care how little addiction it is or how big addiction. If Christ is not in there, you will never overcome it. Let me help you this morning. You might put it aside for a while, but he'll come back. And he'll come back with a vengeance. Oh, I quit smoking one time. My secretary bought me three cartons of cigarettes and said, Please go back to smoking. Please, you're killing us. All it took was one cigarette, and I was right back. I not only smoked one pack a day then, I went to three packs a day. Hello? You know what it is? When you try to quit on your own, that addiction gets a hold of you. You come back, it's worse than when you tried to quit. Oh, you don't believe it. I'm going to help you right now. Listen to me. How many of you ever went on a diet? You lost five pounds and you shouted her out. Woo. Right? I mean, you so happy. You ain't got a double cheesecake. And gained 15 pounds. And you went on another diet and you lost 10 pounds and you forgot it and then you gained 20 back. I know everybody here has been there one time or another. Oh, I'm going to slack off on my eating. I quit saying that at church. You want me to tell you why? No, not only that, brother. Every time I've ever said, I'm going to cut this out or cut that out, somebody would say, I left a cake in your car. I made you a dozen fresh donuts and put them in there. I made two loaves of that banana nut bread, and I put one of them in there for you, preacher. And then the next time they see you, you say, how'd you like that? Well, you're either going to have to lie and say, well, I liked it, and you didn't eat it, or you're just going to have to eat it, and if you ever put one piece in your mouth, it's over. It's over, you'll eat the whole thing. Don't lie, Philip, you've done it. You've done it. I'll never forget one of my (laughs) members brought me two coconut pies. I'm crazy over coconut. I'm crazy over coconut. And she said, now you share this. Shut up, Philip. I ate them both. (laughs) 
there was crumbs left in the pan. They could have had all them they wanted. I just got started on that one and it was so good, I just went completely berserk. Every, I, I'd cut off a piece, I'd say, I'll leave them this much. I'd cut it in half, I'll leave them that much. First thing you know, there wasn't nothing but crumbs in the pan. I'd eat it all. Why is it that we can't do God that way? We have such a hunger and a thirst for God that we are not satisfied with just a little bitty slice. We want the whole pie. So what in hell are you after this morning? What is it that's so intriguing about hell that you're willing to damn your own soul to hell? Can I say this this morning? You cannot blame nobody but yourself. How do you know that, preacher? Well, John 3, 16 said, For God so loved the world that he gave. It's there. It's available. Have you received it? Benny brought me a big box of chocolate. Don't ever do it again. No, you ain't. No, you ain't. Uh Uh-uh, I ain't receiving it. You can forget it. Philip, be here tonight. You're going to have to eat this box. I ate the last one. Oh, he brought you on the shop? Somebody be here tonight to eat that chocolate. Do I look like I need another box? I ain't talking about a little bitty box. I'm talking about a box. Hey, Bubby, it's mine's gone. No, I don't. No, I don't. I'm telling you, I don't need it. Will you listen to me? Ain't that way we do the preacher when he's preaching? I don't need it, preacher. I don't need it. I'm fat as I want to be. I don't want to hear the truth. I'd rather go to hell. Can I say this? There was not one single bite of that chocolate I did not like. I ain't really a chocolate eater. But I got started... And you know they make them different shapes. And your mind says, I wonder what this one tastes like. Woo, that one was good. Let's try this one over here. Let, oh, man, that was even better. Let's, and the first thing you know, you're going around, they slobber run down your jaw. You got two hands full, and you're just cramming it in. And then you sit down, and you look back at that box and say, well, who eat all that? Them youngins must eat everybody that. And we come to church and the table is spread and we leave hungry. We leave starved because we're not willing to eat what God put on the table. We'd rather have the chocolate. Well, you know what the Bible says about that? They just wanted the milk, not the meat. They're not able yet. Can I help you this morning? When you wake up in hell, it's too late. It's all over. The Bible said, as that tree falls, so shall it lie. James 4 and 17 said, He who knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. You're sitting here this morning, you know you need to go to this altar, and you don't go. You're sinning. And sin, the Bible said, separates you from the love of God. 
So the more you reject him, the more God goes in the background. What in hell do you want? I had a young man stand right here one day. He called me, wanted me to counsel him. He said, preacher, I want to go to hell. He said that standing right there, Marvin. I said, son, why do you want to go to hell? He said, my daddy went to hell and I want to go there with him. I said, son, let me tell you something about hell you don't know. When you get there, if you're shoulder to shoulder or if you're in front of your daddy, you're behind your daddy. It don't make no difference. If you're close to your daddy, one of you's going to bite on the other. I don't care, preacher, I want to go to hell. I said, son, there ain't nothing I can do for you. If you want to go to hell, you'll go to hell. I said, I'm here to try to get you to miss hell. You do not have to go there. But if I go to heaven, I'll miss my daddy. I said, no, you won't. You'll never remember him. God will take that out of your memory. It's as if he never, ever happened. You say, how do you know that? There's no sorrow. And if I was missing somebody, that'd be sorrow. There's no sorrow in heaven. So why would you want to go to hell where your daddy, your kinfolk, your loved ones that you knew here on earth would want to bite your head off and chew it on you continuously because you're both in torments. There's no love in hell. There's no family in hell. I'll tell you something. Young or old in this building, everybody was born in danger of going to hell. You have to be reborn to miss hell. And if you've never had a one-on-one experience with God Almighty on your knees and your heart broken and you know that you're a sinner and you don't want to go to hell, friends, you'll die and go to hell just because you didn't do nothing. The Holy Ghost drawing. David said, Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, isn't it funny that you'll cry out, maybe too late. The rich man cried out in hell. Chris, it was too late. Oh, I know of a group that'll pray them out of hell. Can I tell you something, friend? There ain't nobody, nobody will pray you out of hell or can pray you out of hell. Because you chose it. And the word of God said, choose you this day whom you'll serve. Who are you serving this morning? Who are you really serving? Which way are you really headed today? Old and young alike in this building, where are you heading if God came today to your house and you died today, where would you spend eternity? Benny doesn't give testimony of how close to death they come this morning in a car wreck. Could have been tragic. You say that don't happen. Oh, yes, it does. Yes, sir. Let me finish this morning by this. A good friend of mine lives in Morgan and had two sons. One of them got killed on a bridge one mile from their house. One mile from their house, that young man lost his life. He was drunk. He was racing. Got killed on that bridge. 
I'll never forget that mother screaming, my son, my son's in hell. Have you ever heard a mother or a dad weeping over a son that they know didn't make it? But that wasn't bad enough. That was over and the mother and the dad was finally coming to realization that it was over. One month, the other son got killed on the same bridge doing the same thing. Listen to me. That was a good mom and daddy. They both went to church, still go to church. But once you become of age, you're on your own for him. You can't blame mom and daddy. No, no. My mom and daddy never ever allowed drinking in our home whatsoever. Never no alcohol in our house. No, no, no. Wasn't allowed. And I was a drunk. Who made me a drunk, Dennis? Dennis made himself a drunk. How did he start that? One drink at a time. You know I wanted to be macho. Oh, they got alcohol. Give me a drink. What kind do you like? Don't matter. I can drink it all. Turned it up. Took my breath. How you like it? That's a good night. Lied. Done drunk. Done lied. You don't know Yeah. That nearly killed me and nothing will finish me. Right? That's how I got turned into a drunk. You know why? Because I had opportunity right there to say, no. No, I don't want that. You have opportunity here today to say yes to the Lord or say no, I don't want that. If hell's where you want to go, friends, you're headed there. Hey, You ain't got to do one thing but be born in this world to go to hell. That's all you have to do. But you have to do something to change it. And that something is crying out in an altar to God that He has saved your soul and you don't have to go to hell. So what will it be this morning? They're ready to come and play something, honey. What will it be for you this morning? When I roll your body up here and put it where this communion table is, will I be able to stand in that pulpit and say, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt they made it heaven their home? Or will I have to just preach, you that are alive have opportunity today to be saved? Because I can't guarantee. You know the worst thing in the world you could do to your family is leave out where you will spend eternity. You say, preacher, I don't fully understand. Well, let me put it this way this morning. How hard do you think it was for that mother two times in a row to have to say, my children went to hell? See, in our hearts, in our minds, we want to believe the best. Oh, God's a merciful God. He forgave them, took them to heaven. If they died lost, they're lost. So just admit it today. That's half the battle to admit that you need God. The other half is getting up out of your seat and coming to an altar and accepting God. So what about you this morning, friend?
Let's stand to our feet and our heads are bowed. And God is speaking to hearts in this place right now. You that are listening by the airway, God is speaking to hearts right there where you're at. Would you allow Him this morning to fully, fully surrender all to Him? Would you do that? Daniel, come pray with me, son. Richard, Richard, Benny, come pray with these that's coming. Make sure today, would you please, God, I don't want nobody to go to hell. Would you please come? Would you please ask God to save you, forgive you of your sins? Would you do that? Would you do that? Would you do that, Chris? Two young ones over yonder, son. Over there on the end. Don't go to hell, friends. You don't have to. Jesus died to give you opportunity to miss hell. Would you take that opportunity right now to say, I know I'm in danger. I know a loved one that's in danger. Would you accept it for yourself today? God, I don't want to go to hell. I want to make heaven my home. Would you do that? Would you do that, please? Hell's a terrible place. Don't go there. Can you give me a day and a time? Can you give me a place where you got saved? Where you walk in your driveway? Where you in your car? Where you at church? Where'd you get saved at? What did it feel like? Tell me this morning. I don't want nobody to leave this place lost. I don't want nobody to leave without the assurance of heaven. You're standing here this morning. The Holy Ghost has spoke to your heart. You need to make your way right now while the Holy Spirit's dealing. Would you do that? Would you do that? God has spoken to you through this message and you know you need to come. Step out in faith. God will meet you there. Something burdening you this morning? Come lay it in the altar. Something hindering you from serving God? Come lay it in the altar. Weak and weary in the fight? Come lay it in the altar. God will meet you there. God will meet you there. Sweet Holy Spirit of God, rest upon us this morning. Sweet Holy Ghost, speak to hearts. Would you do that today? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God, for your love, your mercy. Thank you for the sweet Holy Spirit of conviction, God, that's spoken to hearts. And God, they responded by coming to an altar and praying seeking your face and your will. God, help us to miss hell this morning through and by the blood of Jesus Christ, our darling Son, that made a father of escape. I pray, God, that no person leave this building unassure heaven be their eternal home. Young and old alike, God, speak to them, I pray, in clear voice, God, to tell know where they stand with God. This morning, Lord, it's a serious business as David cried out, Oh, Lord! What about you?